Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the September 30th edition of the Sunday Side of Sports. Our starting line for Friday's show is African Athletics. Some of Africa's best long-distance runners will test their speed and endurance in Sunday's London Marathon. Now, various injuries and the impact of an unusually intensive championship season in athletics means the field in the British capital might not be up to the high standards of previous years. But that doesn't mean the outcomes of the men's and women's races lack interest, as the energetic Andy Edwards explains from London. Sporty greetings, Andy! Sporty greetings, Sonny. Marathon fans can search in vain for any elite competitor who has taken part in all three championship races this year. The Worlds in Eugene, then the Commonwealth races in Birmingham, and the Europeans in Munich. But you can find quite a few who have made the recent Berlin Marathon or London their second outing, and with varying degrees of success. Let's look at the elite women first, where seven contenders in the London field have personal bests of under 2 hours 19. The women's world record holder, Brigitte Koskai, is a late withdrawal following a leg strain, and that follows her dropping out of the world championship race in the USA. The women's field this Sunday morning in London still holds plenty of quality, though. Notably, last year's winner, Koskai's fellow Kenyan, Jocelyn Chepkoskai. She dominated the event last year, but dropped out in the second half of Boston in April and hasn't raced since. That shouldn't necessarily be a bad sign. Many marathoners follow the approach of bags of training, but no racing till the big day. Another Kenyan should enter the mix. Judith Correa won a silver medal at the World Championships in July, which does mean she will be on the start line in London just 76 days after that achievement. She knows the course well, having been a pacemaker for much of last year's race. The question is how much training she's been able to do following a rest period she took after Eugene. One of several talented Ethiopians is Yalamshef Yualor. She broke what was then the national record on her marathon debut in Hamburg in April, since improved drastically by Tigist Asefa in Berlin only last Sunday. But London is a very much a race which usually provides a number of contenders rather than a competition built around one star. As for the elite men, Sisse Lemme returns as last year's winner. The Ethiopian, like Jocelyn Chepkoskai, dropped out of Boston this year and doesn't have any performances to speak of since. Yet he has experience in plenty, and victory in London was a step up in prestige. One of the all-time greats, Kenanisa Bekele, is entered, but does he still have what it takes? He ran well enough last month in the Great North Run in Britain, finishing third in 61 minutes and one second. Now 40, he maintains he can still achieve at the top level, reflecting on this when dropping off the pace and coming in third in Berlin last year. For sure, because I have uh, uh, an information uh, uh, for, from other athletes also uh, at this age, 
even in inside 40 the beginning of you know 40 many athletes achieved you know good result i knew you know marathon is uh, not uh, really uh, too old in, in that age i've heard it said that kenanisa is determined to continue since he lost almost four years of his career to injury this is what drives him but determination may not be enough a consistent performer is Bashir Abdi of Belgium, Olympic bronze medalist in the marathon and also third at this year's World Championships. He can be relied upon to perform well. Not good news of his training partner, Mo Farah, though. A hip injury has forced the Briton to withdraw at late notice. At 39, and now with a history of injury, Farah is unlikely to make an impact at the highest level again. For the sunny side of sports, this is Andy Edwards in London. Thanks, Andy. World record holder Elliot Kipchoge of Kenya will be at the London Marathon, but not racing. Instead, Kipchoge will hand out medals to thousands of young runners racing parts of the London course on Saturday in what's described as a mini-marathon. London Marathon race director Hugh Brasher says, and I quote, We're thrilled that Elliot will be with us this weekend. He is, without doubt, the greatest marathon runner of all time, and he'll be a huge inspiration to everyone taking part. Five days ago, Kipchoge smashed his own world record at the Berlin Marathon, clocking two hours, one minute, and nine seconds. After the race... Elliot told the energetic Andy Edwards he would rest and evaluate his future running plans. I finished with a plan for this year, here in, in Berlin. I'm now going back to relax, I go around now Kelly for the next one man around the world to uh, tell the talk of sport uh, about to, to the youth, and then come back again after two months, sit on the table, see what's available actually for 2023 for me and and and, and, uh, and and which can make me to inspire more people is, uh, so, so that uh, after that regeneration break you'd be planning 2023 but you wouldn't be planning uh, you know everybody knows that 2024 is olympic year yeah. but you <laughs> but you don't think about that until the, the year comes it's still far uh, the plan for 2024 is uh, it's there in my mind and in my packet list but uh, i can't plan for it I plan for the next, you know, still like about 1,000, about, uh, for, for now it's about, uh, uh, what do you say, it's about uh, uh, 700 days. That seems a very long time. Yeah, yeah it's a very long. Uh, just one more question. You know, I've looked at um, a lot of those videos that NN Running Team put out of you in uh, of the training camps in, in, in Kenya and also Ethiopian. They're great stuff. Um, and obviously when it features you, you, how can I put it? You always look th as that you are the leader, you know, in a training session on on the track or something. Um, is that something that has just grown because you know, you've broken the world record twice, yes. or is that is that acknowledged? Uh, it's grown, it's acknowledged, and you know, I want to show people that uh, I can train well and they can train also well, because we have uh, young people around. We have uh, those who are planned for 10 years, 5 years. We have new people who have actually been adopted in the camp for one year or half a year. Then we, they need, uh, they need to actually, I need to show them that uh, this is what uh, we are doing. And then 
sooner in future I will just I will leave people who are and know how to handle themselves. That's world record holder and two-time Olympic marathon champion Elliot Kipchoge of Kenya. And Elliot spoke with the energetic Andy Edwards in Berlin, Germany. More details of Elliot's activities in London this weekend. Kipchoge will also plant a flowering cherry tree to honor the late Queen Elizabeth II in Greenwich Park, close to the start of the London Marathon. In auto racing, there will be glitz and glitter this weekend as the Singapore Grand Prix returns to the Formula One calendar. Joining us now with a preview is VOA's Gwen Uden. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. The Singapore Grand Prix is back. The nighttime racing event returns to the Formula One calendar for the first time since 2019, following a two-year hiatus due to the coronavirus pandemic. Singapore's Grand Prix is one of the sport's most glamorous and popular circuits and will be staged against a spectacular backdrop of glittering skyscrapers in the glitzy city of Marina Bay. Organizers expect a sellout crowd for the three-day event, and F1 fans hope the weekend race will break the dry spell for seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton is currently sixth in this year's title race and is still on the hunt for his first win of 2022. He's never finished a season without at least one victory. And ahead of the Singapore Grand Prix, Hamilton described this F1 season as a year of growth. I think it's been empowering to have an experience like this. There's been there's people in our team that have not been um, that, that have joined, for example, in the seven years or eight years of, of dominance that we had and have only known winning. And so this has been a good experience for, for all of us, whether you've had success or not. It puts us in a good position, I think, for the future. Fellow British teammate and Mercedes F1 driver George Russell has stood on the podium for four of his last five races, but he has yet to secure a victory. And with a bumpy, twisty circuit and predictions of rain in Singapore, Russell hopes his Mercedes team will stay competitive as they chase their first win of the season. Given the circumstances, I think if we can achieve that second place in the Constructors' Championship, It'll be a huge boost for all of us back at the factory and also probably quite a huge blow to our rivals in, in Ferrari who started the season with the fastest car and looked like the team going on to win the championship. So, you know, psychologically it could be quite important, but nevertheless to see that improvement we've made through the season, even if we don't quite manage to achieve second in the team's championship, I think it's, um, it's looking really good going into next season with that progress and how we've managed to close that gap substantially to Ferrari, to Red Bull. So that in itself is, is really exciting. Mercedes are currently third in the championship, 35 points behind rivals Ferrari, but a massive 174 points behind Red Bull, a team led by Max Verstappen. The Dutchman is currently dominating the field with the longest F1 winning streak of his career. And this weekend, he could clinch his first win in Singapore and his second successive Formula One title. But to achieve that, Verstappen 
Verstappen must first outscore second-place Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc by 22 points and knock fellow Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez out of third place. But Perez says with Red Bull as the runaway leaders this season, Verstappen deserves the championship title. I think it's been a good season, especially in the beginning. I think once we start improving the car, probably it got away a bit. Uh, from my hands but uh, I think in the beginning of the year we were fighting for the championship then Max has had a pretty good run of races and um, he disappeared a bit and now uh, yeah, it looks like it's just a matter of time before he he becomes champion which he fully deserves to be. And Perez believes this weekend his Red Bull team can win their first Constructors Championship in nine years. Well, I always try to, to do the best for the team. Uh, you know, I think we've shown in the past that it's always very important to maximize the, the points as a team. Uh, it's very important, the drivers, but also the, the Constructors' Championship. Uh, it's been a while since Red Bull doesn't get one, so it would be nice to, to be able to also to get the, the Constructors' title for us. Formula One drivers rev up their engines in the Singapore Grand Prix from Friday through Sunday. This year's event is the first race of a new seven-year deal with Formula One to keep Singapore on the F1 calendar through 2028. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uden. Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. side of sports programming note I'll be taking some time off next week and my friend and colleague Jackson Vungani will be the skipper yes the skipper of the sunny side of sports ship and I know Jackson will be piloting those waters smoothly and that ship will have fair winds and following skies hello 
Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up, dance this music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. That's Heather Maxwell, the host of Music Time in Africa, the voice of America's longest-running English-language program. It was founded in 1965 by the late, great Leo, the music man, Sarkeesian. And as the Voice of America celebrates its 80th year of broadcasting, a few personal memories of Leo. He was a true Renaissance man, an artist, a broadcaster, a music expert, and a friend. Leo's career at the Voice of America spanned nearly 50 years, and during that time, Leo visited every African country, recording music in each. Leo also would bring his sketchbook with him during his international travels, and he came back to Washington with some wonderful artwork. I'm VOA's Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. In pro basketball news, Cameroon-born Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers has become an American citizen. Embiid says he was sworn in as a U.S. citizen two weeks ago in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The NBA scoring champion and all-star center says his family played a key role in his decision to become a U.S. citizen. Embiid has a Brazilian girlfriend and a young son. Joel Embiid told the Associated Press, and I quote, I've been in the USA for a long time. My son is American. I felt like I'm living here. And it's a blessing to be an American. So I said, why not? The 28-year-old Embiid also has French citizenship. He says it's way too early to think about which country he could represent in international basketball. Well, I posed that question at our Friday morning staff meeting. Which country Will Joel Embiid play for in international basketball? The USA, France, Cameroon. And my friend Paul Alexander said, he's going to go with the winning team, USA. This is the voice of America. Washington, Bob D.C. Vlatko Andonovsky, the head coach of the U.S. women's national soccer team, 
has named a 24-player roster for friendly matches in October in England and in Spain. The world number one American women will play England on October 7th at Wembley Stadium in London. And then the USA will take on Spain October 11th at El Sadar Stadium in Pamplona. Star striker Alex Morgan, who has scored 119 career goals for the USA, was ruled out of the European trip because of a knee injury. Meanwhile, another top American player, Crystal Dunn, is back on the active roster for the first time since she gave birth to a baby boy in May. Like the USA, both England and Spain have qualified for the 2023 Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Nigeria, Zambia, Morocco, and reigning African champion South Africa will represent Africa at next year's Women's World Cup. Samson O'Malley joins us now with more African football news. Sporty Friday greetings, Samson. Sporty Friday greetings to you. It is sunny. We begin the wrap of Africa Sports Highlight for this weekend with the draws for the CAF African Nations Championship scheduled for Saturday, the 1st of October, 2022. A star-studded list made up of former Chan winners will be in Algiers, the Algerian capital for the final draw. The list include Mohamed Nashnush of Libya, Ayman Madluti of Tunisia and Robert Kidababa of DR Congo, Abel Munene Jibao of Algeria, Haithman Mustafa and Mohamed Tahir of Sudan as well as Emmanuel Aguien Badu of Ghana. For the first time, 18 teams have qualified for the competition scheduled for the 13th of January to the 4th of February 2023 in Algeria. Newly appointed Al-Hilal Saudi Arabia head coach and one of Africa's most successful coaches, South Africa's Pizzo Musumani says he has been in Africa for too long and that's why he took a risk in accepting a new job at Al-Hilal of Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. Three months after leaving his post as coach of Africa's giant Al-Hakli of Egypt, Musumani found his first coaching job outside Africa. His new club, Al-Hilal of Jeddah, are playing in the Saudi Arabia second tier and are fighting for promotion back to the top flight league. The continent's most decorated coach described his present move as a huge risk, but he says it's a positive one. We felt it would be wonderful to bring, make history and uh, give the people of Saudi uh, our, our luckily back into the Premier League. So we felt this is more challenging for us. And uh, yeah, of course, re- risk, but a very good risk. Staying with South Africa, Banyana Banyana coach Desri Ellis has announced a 23-strong squad to face Australia in a friendly match in London on the 8th of October 2022. The match forms part of preparations for the 2023 Women's World Cup. Banyana Banyana, the South African national women football team, lost both their friendlies against Brazil in the previous international window and Ellis has called on the team to find their identity against Australia. Um, I said from the beginning that... Um, it doesn't mean that you've gone to the WESCOM, mm. that you will go to the World Cup because the World Cup's a different level and everybody's got to raise the levels. And uh, a lot of players have shown a lot of form. And we need to look at them as well to give them an opportunity to test themselves at the highest level. Otherwise, how would you know that they um, can play at this level? Mm. If we play just the same team all the time, mm-hmm. we're not sure 
whoever we bring in because uh, injuries are going to happen along the way. In beach soccer news, Senegal has qualified for the finals of the Kosafa Beach Soccer Championships. The Senegalese defeated Uganda Sand Beach Cranes 10-2 on Friday in the first semi-finals. Angelo Shirinzi is the head coach of Uganda Sand Cranes. We had some some schemes and some strategies but today under pressure you see that the players lack of experience and they lose everything they forget everything you know and then we see this result but i'm i think this is the the way the part of learning and to improving the other semi-final at the kosafa beach soccer championship will see egypt facing mozambique uganda and other teams are using this tournament as part of their preparations for next month's beach soccer africa cup of nations and now to basketball. Cameroonian professional basketball player Pascal Siakam, who plays for the Toronto Raptors of the National Basketball Association, has welcomed the opportunity to play alongside his countryman Christian Coloco for the Raptors. Siakam played college basketball for the New Mexico State Argies and was named the Western Athletic Conference Player of the Year in 2016. He said getting the chance to mentor Christian Coloco, a 7.1 center with both of them coming from Douala in Cameroon, is a proud moment for him. It's just a, just a proud kind of like moment. Like being from Cameroon, being from Douala, like having somebody that is from the same hometown as you, like and 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 I just I can just only think of like all the kids back home is just like thinking about like man, like we have two people, like what are the odds that you know we both come from the same place and and and, and you know we both from Africa, like it's just it's just so surreal and and um, we understand you know what that means for us and and for me personally I just just think it's my it's like kind of like my job to bring them along and make sure that um, I'm there whenever he needs it you know? Raptors president Masai Ujiri who discovered and drafted the two players from his giant of Africa program says he believes so much in the players from the African continent it gives me goosebumps you know like when you see those young guys sit down uh, in camp whether it's basketball helpers or giants of Africa and you see them appear on mighty. Uh, that's I give credit to like our scouts, um, our scouts in Africa. Um, they're constantly like watching these guys, not hiding it from anybody. We do it, you know, because I believe in those young players on the continent. Sporty greetings. This is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors Basketball, president of Giants of Africa Foundation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. In volleyball news, Africa's hope of getting a team in the second round of the Federation of International Volleyball World Championships now lies with Kenya after Cameroon suffered four straight losses and are now out of contention for a place in the second round. Mikea strikers of Kenya displaced the near-perfect performance as they beat fellow African Cameroon by three sets to nil to secure the first win at the World Championship in the Netherlands. Kenya and Puerto Rico both have a chance of taking the last available slot with either side requiring a win of any kind to proceed. Kenyan coach Luzomo Demora says his goal is to continue to build the confidence and personal development of the girls. From tomorrow on, we need to continue working uh, on the process of development for each individual player. Um, we can talk collectively, but also we are trying to build a legacy on the Malkia strikers, and I'll be focused uh, on this development for them as an individual player and then as a group player as well. 
in Handball News, the 25th edition of the Confederation of African Handball, Africa Women's Handball Championship, a qualification event for the 2023 IHF Women's World Championship, is due to take place in Dakar, Senegal, between the 9th and the 19th of November 2022. The preparations entered the home straight when the draw for the preliminary round was held in Senegal's capital, Dakar, on Wednesday, as the 13 participating teams discovered their fate in the competition. In netball news, Uganda women's national netball team, the She Cranes, are in the United Kingdom for the international netball series. The UK tour comes as the team starts preparations for the 2023 Netball World Cup in South Africa next year, where they will play against England, Wales and Scotland. Uganda returned to UK a month after finishing fifth at the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Hanisha Mohamed is a She Crane netball player. You're looking forward to having all these games, get exposed, get the experience, uh, because you know you could have the skill, but if you don't have the you know the exposure, if you don't have the experience, then it still doesn't make sense. And finally, Durban has been entrusted with staging the African Karate Championships later this year. The South African City's Olive Convention Center is due to stage the event from November 28th to December the 4th. Thank you, Samson O'Malle, for that extra spicy package of African sports highlights. And that wraps up the September 30th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in and have a nice weekend. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. I get it. And that's the sunny side of sports.